Hi there, my name is Min, and I'm a tiny Vietnamese book, movie, and overall fiction lover. Welcome to the Mini Bookworm Podcast, where I give my honest mini reviews on books, comics, or TV shows that I've enjoyed recently. If you've just finished a book or series that you have lots and lots of feelings about, or if you're looking for some fun literary and media recommendations to delve into, then hopefully this podcast will be the place for you. Hi, bookworms and casual listeners. Welcome back to the mini bookworm podcast. And this week I'll be reviewing a new animated series slash comic adaptation called Invincible, which is available on Amazon Prime. And this was a show that really struck me with the depth that it had and just like the twist on the typical superhero super powered individual trope that we've seen a lot of in media but the way that it's made more gritty and darker and much more appealing to mature audiences was something that i found personally really exciting Um, And so actually this review will be split up into two parts. The first one is just me as usual doing my own review written out from my blog post. And then the second part is with a very special guest. So hopefully you stay tuned for both of the parts. A couple of trigger warnings before you jump into the review. The show contains a lot of death murder, blood, and violence. So if you're not comfortable with that, maybe steer clear of the show because it does get quite intense. Um, So with the trigger warnings out of the way, here is my review of Invincible. How far did the apple fall from the tree? A question that defines us almost from infancy is how we compare to our parents. It's one of the first things that people tend to comment on when seeing a newborn baby for the first time. Did they get their dad's eyes or their mom's cheekbones? Did they inherit their father's temper or their mother's stubborn streak? For children, their similarity to their parents or lack thereof stretches like an inescapable shadow well into adulthood when they're finally viewed by the law as independent rather than a dependent, molding important milestones in their developmental journey. Some people work to deliberately distinguish themselves from their parents' profiles, either to establish their own individuality or to fulfill the notion that the young generation must surpass the old. Some strive desperately to continue the success of their predecessors, to uphold and further improve on their forefathers' already impressive achievements. And when a legacy's pressure becomes too heavy to shoulder, some are able to extricate themselves and forge a new path. But others may just as easily crumble underneath the weight. Mark Grayson, the protagonist of the recent hit animated series Invincible, is expected to maintain such a legacy. Outwardly, Mark is a regular high school student, huge comic geek, and all-around terrible flirt. But behind closed doors, Mark is also the only son of Omni-Man, a world-renowned superhero who regularly teams up with the Guardians of the Globe, Earth's go-to superpowered defense force, to defeat villains and invading aliens. For his whole life, Mark has waited to gain his abilities so he could emulate his father and save the planet. But once he does, 
he realizes that his dad's shiny public image is not all that it appears to be. Even though Invincible isn't a particularly innovative show, after all, the superhero trope has been exploited quite extensively by the likes of Marvel and DC and co, it somehow remains fresh, exciting, and not at all tired. This, to me, comes mainly from the series' incredible balance between relatability and gruesome gravity. Invincible has a similar vibe to Tom Holland's Spider-Man franchise in that it centers the popular coming-of-age, finding-my-purpose-in-life narrative, but it also echoes Amazon Prime's The Boys in its sheer brutality and focus on the evil that lurks and festers behind star-spangled facades. It is like a compact core of carnage, despair, and trauma wrapped in the deceivingly quotidian shell of Mark's clumsy but well-intentioned attempts to navigate his way through the oversaturated world of superheroes. From the very get-go, the pilot contrasts the joy of Mark finally growing into flight and super strength against an appalling murder non-mystery. The audience is told exactly who the villain is, but in a sick twist of dramatic irony, have to wait until the rest of the characters discover the truth in order to reveal the culprit's motives and backstory. Every episode after teeters similarly in tone, switching from hilarious, snappy dialogue to death and bloodshed with breakneck speed to produce a surprisingly cohesive blend of witty comedy and heavy, heart-wrenching themes. This overall effect underscores the fact that reality cannot be wrangled into a tidy, PG-rated script where black and white are clearly delineated and good always comes out victorious. Instead, life is pockmarked with casual cruelty and glorified loss of adolescent innocence and blissful ignorance, of stability, both physical and emotional, and its insurance of autonomy, and of the fundamental understanding of self that threatens to collapse one's entire identity if it is put into question. It is up to Mark, and by extension, us viewers, to learn and make sense of these tragedies and to continue to fight for what we believe is right, because that is the best way to nurture humanity's last seed of hope. The other reason why Invincible is so appealing to modern viewers is its convincing and all-encompassing diversity. The show boasts a genuinely inclusive cast that covers a broad spectrum of genders, ethnicities, and sexual orientations. As an example, Mark is an indisputable POC protagonist, with Asian heritage stemming from his mother, Debbie Grayson. His main love interest, Amber, is African-American, and his best friend, William, is LGBTQ. When listed like this, it may seem like Invincible's inclusivity is performative, used only for show to tick off categorical boxes and play into mainstream tropes. But from my point of view, the series doesn't tokenize anyone or boil them down to unoriginal, broad-brush archetypes. Each character is given a separate storyline that serves not only to highlight their distinct personalities, but also to question and push Mark to become a more nuanced and considerate superhero. The nice touch is that Invincible's voice actors align well with the characters' backgrounds, 
a valid criticism that I've seen levied at many animated series in recent years. Aside from more physical attributes, the show also represents great variety in how a person can decide to conduct their life. Superheroes in movies are often not given more dimensionality in their missions beyond combating criminals or intergalactic beings that threaten the safety of Earth. In Invincible, this expectation is flipped by Mark and Atom Eve, a female superhero that attends the same high school as Mark. In the series, Mark rails against the notion that he can't be a regular high school kid with dreams of attending college, breaking the assumption that people with superpowers must, by definition, be thrust into a life of danger and continuous sacrifice. This may sound blasphemous at first, because if not superheroes, then who else could take on aliens who can open wormholes or change their shape at will? At the same time, is it fair to ask so much of a 17-year-old to risk his own life in return for potentially negligible gains? If one volunteers to be a soldier in the United States, should superheroes have the same option? Like Mark, Adam Eve also does not subscribe to the common superhero role, but she instead finds a better use of her atom manipulation powers by stopping natural disasters and bolstering the cultivation of farm crops. Eve's work, while not particularly attention-grabbing, is just as helpful and rewarding as defeating a bad guy. She's still bettering Earth in the process. Invincible thus provides a compelling argument for personal choice through the questioning of the superhero motif, contending that instead of being forced to succumb to external pressure, everyone should be given unobstructed space and time to figure out who they want to be. Even though it only has one season, Invincible has already proved itself to be a thoughtful dissection of problems as close to heart as to uni or not to uni, and as interstellar as space colonization and planetary genocide. Its superhero aspect is fun and exhilarating, but doesn't sweep under the rug grimy secrets that society, and by extension media, tries desperately to hide. The series does contain a lot of gore on a mass scale, so I would advise to approach it with caution and a trusty friend you can turn to for a hug and reassurance. But if you think you can handle the trigger warnings, then I'd say Invincible is definitely a show worth watching. And that is the end of my review of Invincible. And I know that this was probably a little bit of a darker episode, but you know what? Sometimes dark materials make for really engaging and thought-provoking watches, and so I like to highlight these shows anyway. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Maybe you'll find your new watch this way, and I will hopefully see you in the next part of this review with the special guest that you will find out. Thank you for listening and stay tuned. Bye.